Welcome to Morning Combos with Ali Sheen. Welcome to Morning Combos. I'm your host, Ali Sheen. Glad to be with you once again. Today, I'm going to talk to you about Joe Biden. Recently, he said some controversial, or in my opinion, racist words on The Breakfast Show. Listen to this clip. Listen, you got to come see us when you come to New York, VP Biden. Cause it's I a, will. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more okay. questions. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. Let's not deceive ourselves. The Democrats believe that they are entitled to the black vote. They don't even try to do anything to earn the vote. They believe that you have, you're going to give it to them because... They have brainwashed you enough to believe that if you don't vote for them, the you're voting for the racist Republicans. And a, a vote for them is going to be disastrous for you, according to them. It's the furthest thing for the truth. But if you listen to the Democrats, what most people leftists do, most people, most black people, let's be honest, over 95% of them vote for the Democratic Party. This is the party that they grew up with. We are taught since we're young that the Democrats is the only one that care about the black people and poor people. That's the furthest thing from the truth. Democrats only care about keeping black people in poverty. They don't want to help no one out of poverty. They will help you stay in poverty. They will help you get in poverty. But to help you out of it? No. Why? Over 80% of the Democratic base make less than $50,000 a year. Over 40% make less than $30,000. That is why the Democrats went too poor. Their base is the base of poverty. And that is why Democrats love it that way. If their base, if your base is with people that's in poverty, why would you ever, ever want to help them out of it? I mean, if you're a decent person, yes, but we, we're talking about the Democrats. We know that they're not decent people. Hell, Biden, who's who claims that if you're if you're black and don't vote for him, you're not black. Well, what does Biden think about black people? I'm going to give you a bunch of examples. Here is one where he's discussing why the educational system in Iowa is better than, let's say, Washington, D.C. Washington State or Washington, D.C. I don't remember which one it was. Here's the quote from him. There's less than 1% of the population of Iowa that is African-American. There's probably less than 4 or 5% that are minorities. What is it in Washington? So look, it goes back to what you start off with, what you're dealing with. Now, Biden didn't stop there. In another interview, when discussing, comparing Iowa white mothers with black mothers in Washington, he said, when you have children coming from dysfunctional homes, when you have children coming from homes where there's no books, where the mother from the time they're born doesn't talk to them 
as opposed to the mother in Iowa who's sitting out there and talks to them. The kid starts out with a 300-word larger vocabulary at age three. Half this education gap exists before the kid steps into the classroom, end quote. But Biden didn't stop there either. When he discussed about helping these black mothers who, you know, don't know what they're doing. You don't know how to raise a child, I guess. So you're going to need help. And this is what he thinks is going to help bridge the divide. He said, we bring social workers into the homes of parents to help them deal with how to raise their children. It's not that they don't want to help. They don't want, they don't know quite what to do, end quote. Now this is the man that they that they, you 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 think you, you, you people think has the black people's interest in heart when he thinks that uh, that you're too dumb to take care of your own children, and then what he thinks about the men and women when he said uh, this: "I spent last summer trying to get black men to understand it's not unmanly to wear a condom and to tell the women." that it's okay to say no. So Biden right there furthered the stereotype that black men are rapists. He didn't say this to, in general, he didn't say this, he didn't say this to a predominantly white audience or predominantly Asian audience. No, this was a black audience, predominantly black audience, that he's telling them that the black men is not unmanly for you to wear condoms. Listen to the way he even described Barack Obama. Sort of mainstream African-American yeah. who is articulate and bright and, and, and clean and nice looking guy. I mean, it's, that's a storybook. And believe it or not, Barack Obama's dumbass chose him after saying that. After saying that, chose him to be his running mate even defending him on that issue. Talking about, well, I didn't feel, feel offended. Fuck, I felt offended for you. Even though if you, you're too cowardly to feel offended or admit that you was offended, I'm going to do it for you. That was offensive. That was racist. You don't praise people for doing things that, you know, anybody else do. Everybody does that. Those are the things that you, you, you know, like, don't think you, and, and you know, you don't say that to an adult. Let me put it like that. Doing things like uh, being clean and particularly, do you say that to a child? You may say that to a child. Uh, you do the, you do that with the child. Oh, you take a bath today. Oh, look, at, oh, you look so clean today. Oh, look how she speaks. She speaks so well. That's, you say that to a child. Little children. That's what you say that to. You don't say a grown fucking man that. And like I said, he would have never made that statement to any other person of any other race. Any other race, I I guarantee you will not have heard that statement come out because it doesn't even sound right. It does, it's not normal. That's not what you normally do. It's more of an insult. It, you know, you see someone say, oh, your outfit looks nice today or you look good today. Those are the things that's insulting. You you say, oh, that's, you might say that. You know, I'm gonna say that outfit looks nice because you need, but you wouldn't put it like uh, like I said, oh you look good today. Because that means that you didn't look good the other days. 
You don't say, "Oh, you knew how to uh, oh, you know how to do math." Oh, you oh, so you do know what the stock exchange is. Oh, you do know how to spell horripilation. You know, it's, it's, it's things that to me is that's more insulting when you say things that's not really a something that's praiseworthy or that you would normally praise people under normal circumstances. And I don't get the black people for just ignoring those type of things. They just, uh, it really don't matter. It doesn't matter to you that a person that's supposed to be on your side doesn't say things that's against you. Even with his anti-busing thing, with the whole thing about uh, anti-busing, uh, uh, integrating the busings, buses, he was fine with segregation. He was fine with it. He was fine with it. He thought that it was something wrong with uh, that. He even tried to make it racist that you're saying that, oh, we have to put mixed them or the blacks don't get a good education. When he knew the schools that the blacks had in the community were shit. The thing about separate was an equal is that it was never equal. It was one thing if you had them separate and they were equal. It was no difference between the black facilities and the white facility. But we all know that that wasn't true. Biden knows that that wasn't true. So to just put it, oh, it's racist to say that black people can't get a good education unless they with white people. The only reason why we were saying that is because we knew that you put money where the white people were then. And I'm saying that for them. I'm not talking about now, but then. And even now when you talk about the schools because of funding and the way the zone schooling. And that is something else for another topic. I'll leave that alone about zone schooling and how that was basically the same thing as the segregation in the South, the zoning in the North, the school zoning in the North. But that's another topic that I'm going to say for a different episode. And then with Biden, Biden, another thing that I, I, I find disgusting and we need to discuss is Biden's friendships and having no problems have been friends with known racists. Known racists. Not people that could have been, might have been, no. We know that they were racist. We know what their policies are, what they thought. Like, for example, I'm going to let you listen to one of the people that uh, was one of Biden's friends who was a staunch segregationist. His name was George Wallace, someone who Biden, and I quote, said, I think the Democratic Party could stand a liberal George Wallace, someone who's not afraid to stand up and offend people, someone who wouldn't pander, but would say what the American people knowing their guts is right. This is what Biden said. Now, let's see if you, the American people, agree with Mr. George Wallace. Today, I have stood where once Jefferson Davis stood and took an oath to my people. It is very appropriate that from this cradle of the Confederacy, 
this very heart of the great Anglo-Saxon Southland, that today we sound the drum for freedom, as have our generation of forebears before us done time and again down through history. Let us rise to the call of freedom-loving blood that is in us and send our answer to the tyranny that clanks its chains upon the South in the name of the greatest people that have ever trod this earth. I draw the line in the dust and toss the gauntlet before the feet of tyranny, and I say segregation now, segregation tomorrow, and segregation forever. Instead of talking about segregation now, segregation tomorrow, segregation forever, we should be talking about the Democratic Party being racist now, racist then, racist forever. Democrats, I mean, how could you say that? And mind you, he said this is the, the quote that he said about um, George Wallace is he would offend that he would offend people. Someone who wouldn't pander but would say what the American people know in their gut is right. So Biden is assuming that most American people are racist just like he and George Wallace. Because George Wallace was a racist. Now, I, I, I know what people say about him, and I don't believe that conversion that he had at the end. All of a sudden, he woke up and said, oh, I was wrong after all them years. Let's not forget about him and with the sick and the having dogs sick on us and all that hoses and everything. It's like, say, Bull Connor, if he came out and said, oh, you know what, I'm not racist no more. No one would believe it. You, hard to believe. Possible, yes, but not probable. Now, also, let's see how when it came to the 1994 crime bill, because I'm going to go back to him and some of his friendships with uh, other races, but I want to go before I forget about the crime bill. I'm going to talk about the crime bill first. This crime bill, matter of fact, I'm going to let you hear his words as he describes the crime bill. That would be better. Take back the streets. It doesn't matter whether or not the person that is accosting your son or daughter or my son or daughter, my wife, your husband, my mother, your parents, it doesn't matter whether or not they were deprived as a youth. It doesn't matter or not whether or not they had no background that enabled them to have to uh, become a, a social, uh, become socialize into the fabric of society. It doesn't matter whether or not they're the victims of society. The end result is they're about to knock my mother on the head with a lead pipe, shoot my sister, beat up my wife, take on my sons. So I don't want to ask what made them do this. They must be taken off the street. That's number one. There's a consensus on that. Unless we do something about that cadre of young people, tens of thousands of them, born out of wedlock, without parents, without supervision, without any structure, without any conscience developing, because they literally, I yield myself three more minutes, because they literally have not been socialized, they literally have not had an opportunity. We should focus on them now. If we don't, 
they will, or a portion of them will, become the predators 15 years from now. And Madam President, we have predators on our streets that society has, in fact, in part because of its neglect, created. Again, it does not mean because we created them that we somehow forgive them or do not take them out of society to protect my family and yours from them. They are beyond the pale, many of those people. Beyond the pale. And it's a sad commentary on society. We have no choice but to take them out of society. And the truth is, we don't very well know how to rehabilitate them at that point. That's the sad truth. I'm the guy that said rehabilitation. When it occurs, we don't understand it and notice it. And when we, even when we notice it and we know it occurs, we don't know why. So you cannot make rehabilitation a condition for release. That's why in our system, there's the federal system, you serve 85% of your time. It's a shame, but we don't know how to rehabilitate. But there is a consensus, and I will cease. A, we must make the streets safer. I don't care why someone is a malefactor in society. I don't care why someone is antisocial. I don't care why they become a sociopath. We have an obligation to cordon them off from the rest of society, try to help them, try to change their behavior. That's why we do in this bill. We have drug treatment and we have other treatments to try to deal with it. But they are in jail, away from my mother, your husband, our families. But we would be, being, we would be absolutely stupid as a society if we didn't recognize the condition that nurtured those folks still exist and we must deal with that so he thought that black youth was beyond the pale that it was no redeeming them and then he admitted that it was the democratic policies and stuff that created this mess when you impoverish people when you force them into these uh Concentrations of poverty, crime becomes rampant. And those it's everywhere. Nowhere that you do this where you have oh the, these concentrations of poverty escapes crime, a high crime level, a high crime rate. Everywhere. Look at Detroit, Chicago, St. Louis, Oklahoma, all these places. The same Miami, all these stories follow the same place. The Democrats impoverished the towns. Oh, Baltimore, too. That's another one to add to the list, too. Just keeping the dates coming up to my head. But they impoverished these towns. The crime rate goes up. The wealthier people leave, of course, because the taxes are high. For the, for the places that you find the most poverty, You'll find the highest taxes. And doesn't that sound crazy to you? Doesn't that sound counterproductive? You're taxing the you you you're just giving the highest taxes to the poorest individuals. But this is how it goes with the Democratic Party. Like I said, they want to increase the amount of poverty. They don't want you to escape. They don't want you out of poverty because once once people have money, once once you have money. The Democratic Party offers you nothing. It's nothing they can't. You can't, can't. They can't bribe you with welfare. Oh, we're gonna give you this uh, 
free health care or whatever it is, food stamps, whatever the, the Democrats want to dangle in front of the people. Whatever they want to dangle, it doesn't matter. Because the end of it is more people in poverty. The Democrats cannot survive with a nation, a wealthy nation, where the people are wealthy, where where a low income would be sixty thousand dollars. That's that's uh, that's would be the the lowest poverty level. That's that that's the lowest yearly salary. That's what we. It's possible that we could have that. It's possible if the Democrats would get out of the way. Democrats don't want to get out of the way of that. They can't have you good. If you're good, you don't need them. They can't serve you and their corporate masters. They'll gladly give you up because you don't pay them. You don't enrich them. You empower them, but you don't enrich them. It's the corporations that enrich them. You just keep them in power. Like idiots. Now, don't get me wrong. The Republicans have many faults. But the Republicans, the the one thing the Republicans never did, the one thing the Republicans don't do, is keep you in poverty. They want you up. They want a nation, a strong nation. They want you to be strong. They don't like the things that everything that the Democrats love to do to keep you in the plantation. And they seem as the enemy because they want to take you off the plantation, but you like it. You like having your stuff paid for. You like welfare. You like your food stamps. You like those things that make it easier for you to be lazy. The fall back when you like that safety net. And, and don't get me wrong, Republicans don't mind a safety net because safety net is supposed to catch you when you fall, but pull you back up. Democrats want to keep you on that net. There's no getting back on your feet. No, and the Republicans look, look like the cruel ones, but it's not cruel to is go back to that old adage about feeding, uh, giving a person a fish. You feed them for the day, teach them how to fish, you feed them for the lifetime. Republicans want to teach you how to fish. The Democrats rather give you a fish every day. So you need them. So you need them. And we have to think about that. That's to me that's disgusting. But it's it's also you just gotta watch out for that. And the fact that and, and then like I said, and back to Biden with his words and stuff, this is what he feels about our black youths. That we're nothing. With predators. And that they created. And that's the worst part about what he said. That he admitted he created. But he said, do we do we uh, worry about trying to help them or nothing like that? No. We get, get them rid of them. Take them out of society. You create a monster. And then you destroy the monster so you feel good about yourself. So you, you feel safe again. That's disgusting. And talking about disgusting is another person that uh, Biden praised. 
He praised former racist Dixiecrat uh, Senator Strom Thurmond. Here, listen to... Now, I want you to hear Strom Thurmond in his own words when he was talking about segregation. So this is another friend of Biden's. And, you know, the, the another one of the old sayings, birds of a feather flock together. Listen to another one of Biden's friends. There's not enough troops in the army to force the southern people to break down segregation and admit the Negro race into our theaters, into our spring pools, into our homes, and into our <laughs> this is This is, once again, this is... Joe Biden is the man that claims that if you're not, if you're black and don't vote for him, if you don't vote for him, you're not black. But he has no problem being buddy buddy with guys who did not even think that you was worth being around. That you, that has no problem using the word nigga too in a public place. But it to me, it's just disgusting. And then it, it goes even further. Because then it goes to James Eastland. And James Eastland, his, his is more important to me because of the fact of what he directly said. Uh, it's no way that he could be a friend of you. Because these people, these racists, can't be friends of Biden and Biden be your friend. The enemy, the friend of your enemy is never your friend. The friend of your enemy is never your friend. Never your friend. And now James Eastland, Senator James Eastland, another person that Biden praised his efforts of working and forming a personal relationship with. He once said, James Eastland, Senator Eastland once said, I have no prejudice in my heart, but the white race is the superior race and the Negro race an inferior race and the races must be kept separate by law. And of course, Biden agreed with this. He was looking to, because uh, he fought against desegregation, at least when it came to buses. How could you really, how could Biden really be for you if he's friends with them. And it's not only him, because I forgot about another one, Robert Byrd. He was friends with Byrd, too, who was a former KKK member, an operational leader in the KKK that was in the Democratic Party. Biden was friends with him. Uh, other Democrats, too, like uh, Hillary Clinton. But Biden, because we're talking about him, because he's the one that said that if you're black, you know, vote for him. You're not black. Don't you find that crazy? Don't you find that crazy that, that a white man is telling you, a white man who was friend with racists, who hung out with racists, that went to dinners and lunches with racists, spoke on the phone with racists, laughing, giggling, smiling pictures with racists, people who thought that black people were inferior, who believed that you were less than a man. He called them friend. And say now, he's telling you that if you don't vote for him, you're not black. I say if you vote for him, you're not black. 
You're betraying your race if you vote for him. Of course, you'll always be black, so I'll take that out. You're betraying your race if you vote for him. Out of all the things that they tried to say about Donald Trump, Donald Trump never said nothing nowhere near like the thing that Biden said. Nowhere near the things that Biden said. Biden, all of Trump's racism is media inventions. They created those, those situations. They made you believe that these situations are racist. Biden, if Trump says anything to a person that's black, it's racist. They're going to find the word in there to make it racist, to find the text or the context to try to make it sound racist. And when you look back at the things that Trump really said, none of them were racist. None. None was racist. But if you look at what Biden said, racist. Racist. Oh, and I think about just what a few months ago when he was saying that uh, poor kids are just as smart as white kids. And mind you, he was referring to black kids when he was doing it, when he said it, but he said poor, but he meant black. Was referring to blacks. He tried to clean it up saying that's what Asian kids and added other people. But <laughs> he meant what he said. He meant it the way he said it. Joe Biden is not for the black people. Joe Biden has never been for the black people. The Democratic Party has never been for the black people. You are deceiving yourself if you believe that the Democrats have helped you. (coughs) only, Only in this bizarre world we live in, where a party that spent 150 years or so keeping you in bondage in some type of way or another, slavery, Jim Crow, black codes, either way, finding ways, segregation, finding ways of keeping you under their subjection. All of a sudden, 50, 60 years ago, they do one thing. Now, mind you, the the sign that bill, it was a black person that did it. Uh, I mean, a, a, a Democrat that did it. Yes, we always, I've talked about this many a time, that Lyndon B. Johnson signing that was because of that civil rights bill in 1965 was for political expediency, not because he cared about you niggas. He said that himself. He called the bills itself nigger bills. He called black people niggers to the day he died. Let's not be deceived. That shit didn't mean nothing. Only thing that that bill, and I say this always, and I'll keep on saying it, the only thing that the 1965 Civil Rights Bill did was stop white people for calling you nigger in public. For it stopped being a, a, you know, everyday thing, normal thing, you know, it's, uh, as American as apple pie was calling niggers niggers 
back then. The only thing they did was stop that to make it uh, socially unacceptable to use the word nigger in public. But they still treat you like one. The Democrats still treat you like one. Every day, they treat you like one. And you vote for them continuously. You're home now, not on your job, not because of Republicans, because of the Democrats. The Democrats, because they want to win an election. So they're going to keep you at home as long as possible to destroy this economy, to have the most unemployment, <coughs> excuse me, businesses shut down. They just to make Donald Trump look bad. Just to have something to blame on Donald Trump because they have nothing. The only enthusiasm that the party ever had was from Bernie Sanders and they screwed him. Nobody's getting behind. Nobody's excited in the Democratic Party about Joe Biden. Stop being stupid. Open your eyes. Excuse me. Open your eyes. The Democrats are scared. They don't know what to do to stop Trump. They have thrown everything at him. And he survived. The people were doing good. For all the things that they say about Trump, being a racist, he's the horrible racist. Black people, wealth, black wealth on the rise. Unemployment for black people, historic lows before the coronavirus. That's Donald Trump. All these uh, so-called that, that were supposed to be for you, Democrats that came before you, never did that. None of the Democrats that came before President Trump that uh, you praise now, including Barack Obama, because instead of gaining the black wealth rising under Barack Obama, it fell a lot. We were robbed by Barack Obama, if you want to get technical. The black community, black wealth, took a big hit under Barack Obama. Donald Trump, the alleged rape racist gave the black community back its wealth. Unemployment, like I said, at the lowest, historically lowest numbers. And you and but the Democrats want you to believe that, oh, that's not good. Trump was destroying this economy. He's doing bad. You let them do that, too, because and you just say it because if you hear it, I guess it sounds true, even though it doesn't fit your life. You will let the Democrats and the fake news people paint a picture of your life that you know you're not living. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm about to end this podcast. I'm in with Malcolm X from his bullets or the ballot speech. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you for listening. The whites were evenly divided. 
It was the fact that you threw 80% of your votes behind the Democrats that put the Democrats in the White House. When you see this, you can see that the Negro vote is the key factor. And despite the fact that you are in a position to, to be the determining factor, what do you get out of it? The Democrats have been in Washington, D.C. only because of the Negro vote. They've been down there four years. And all other legislation they wanted to bring up, they brought it up and gotten it out of the way, and now they bring up you. And now they bring up you. You put them first and they put you last. Because you're a chump. A political chump. In Washington, D.C., in the House of Representatives, there are 257 who are Democrats. Only 177 are Republican. In the Senate, there are 67 uh, Democrats. Only 33 are Republicans. The party that you bass controls two-thirds of the House of Representatives and the Senate, and still they can't keep their promise to you, because you're a chump. Anytime you throw your weight behind a political party that controls two-thirds of the government and that party can't keep the promise that it made to you during election time and you are dumb enough to walk around continuing to identify yourself with that party, you're not only a chump, but you're a traitor to your race. do they come up with? They try and pass the buck to the Dixiecrats. Now back during the days when you were blind, deaf, and dumb, ignorant, politically immature, naturally you went along with that. But today as your eyes come open and you develop political maturity, you're able to see and think for yourself. And you can see that a Dixiecrat is nothing but a Democrat in disguise. I'm out of time for this episode of Morning Combos. I'm your host, Ali Sheen. Subscribe to this podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Radio Public, and anywhere else podcasts are found. Like my page on Facebook, Ali Sheen's Playground. Follow me on Instagram at Ali Sheen's underscore playground underscore. And subscribe to my YouTube channel at Ali Sheen's Playground. Let me know your opinion on this episode. Till next time, enjoy your day.